Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's Believe in Tiger Woods on the Believe Podcast Network. And now, here's your host, Cam Rogers. And here we go, episode number 12 of the Tiger Woods podcast, right here on the Believe Podcast Network. I am your host, Cam Rogers. How are we doing, ladies and gentlemen? We could be better. That is certainly for sure after Tiger Woods finished tied for 21st at the U.S. Open at Pebble Beach. I will break that down here today, talk about the state of his game as we look ahead to Royal Portrush at the Open Championship, and then I'll try to take a stab at Tiger's schedule here between now and that Open Championship. We have some idea because he was asked about it After his final round at the U.S. Open, it does not sound like Tiger Woods will be playing at any point before the Open Championship. Folks, this is the only podcast dedicated to the GOAT of the PGA Tour. This is a Pro 19 Majors podcast. Hit me up on social media on Twitter at Mr. Rogers 99 and on the Instagram at Mr. Rogers 98. Another quick shout out here to all of the wonderful people across the country at the radio stations that had me on. Big shout outs to all of you guys. Had a great time doing all those interviews. If you follow me on Twitter, I always throw up a little promo and a link so you know when I am going on the radio sphere, if you will, to talk about Tiger Woods and his chances. Had a great time on Fox Sports San Diego last Friday morning. Jumped on Vancouver Sports Radio TSN as well. That was an absolute blast. So be sure to follow me on social media. You'll know where I am going next in terms of guest appearances. So really thankful for all of the program directors and broadcasters out there that are willing to have me on. Really was a blast, and I hope to continue that as we look ahead to the Open Championship and the FedEx Cup playoffs. So let's talk about it. The U.S. Open, Tiger Woods, he was essentially stuck in neutral the entire week. Like I said, finished inside the top 25. It was more of a backdoor top 25 finish, finishing tied for 21st to be exact. Great final round, though. 69. It could have been a lot better, but he kind of had a shaky start towards the mid part of that front nine but the final 12 holes Tiger went six under par there was a point where I thought Tiger seemed somewhat disengaged as if he didn't really care about what was happening on the golf course but I know you know better than that Tiger Woods is playing a golf tournament to what score Maybe if it's not to win, it's to score. And I never would actually think that Tiger Woods would lay down in a golf tournament. There was this weird feeling that maybe he just 
didn't have it yesterday, but then all of a sudden he really turned it on. And it's the first time breaking 70 at a U.S. Open since 2009 at Bethpage. That's when he finished inside the top 10, by the way. Lowest final round at an Open since 2067 at Pebble Beach when he absolutely blew out the rest of the field. All in all, Tiger Woods simply could not convert on the easier side of the course, the front nine. He was over par by two strokes for the week on the first seven holes alone, while everybody else in the field, essentially, definitely the leaders, took advantage of that front nine and then really just tried to hold on on that back nine. And when the field is doing something really well and you're not, it's really hard for you to make up ground. So for Tiger Woods to actually finish inside the top 25 is pretty impressive. Now, if you guys tuned in to last week's episode, you know I predicted Tiger to finish T25 exactly, only four spots off. So my predictions for the last two tournaments, not too bad. I think I predicted Tiger T7 at the Memorial. He finished T9, and then I was pretty darn close with the U.S. Open. But my prediction to win the frickin' thing, Justin Thomas, did not work out at all. He missed the cut. So it's a give and take in the golfing world. It's really hard, and I have said this many times, to predict a golf tournament because the game of golf is so volatile. You just never know what you're going to get in a given week. Quick example, Gary Woodland, the winner of the U.S. Open, he was 169th in scrambling entering the week. During that week, he was first. You know what I mean? It just happens sometimes. It just clicks for you. So, by the way, congratulations to Gary Woodland for capturing his first ever major championship. I kind of like to compare him to Brooks Kepka, but Woodland is more of a Brooks Kepka light, big, powerful guy, but obviously does not have the major championship resume that Brooks Kepka has. But obviously, good stuff there for Woodland capturing the U.S. Open. All right, so big picture here for Tiger Woods in terms of the majors so far. Obviously, you have the Masters win when literally everything worked for him. You have the missed cut at the PGA Championship at Bethpage where he fell sick on that Wednesday prior to competition, wasn't really himself, and he did not make the weekend. Then you have... The T21 at the U.S. Open where he was never really in contention and the best way to put it honestly is just a random backdoor top 25 finish. Now, I've said this before and I'll say it again now. The best majors for Tiger Woods at 43 years old and going forward in terms of probability to win are the Masters and the British Open. I just don't think Tiger Woods in the future will be able to contend consistently at a U.S. Open or at a PGA Championship, two tournaments that have a premium on accuracy and sometimes scoring. Mostly all the time, if we're talking about the PGA Championship, sometimes if we're talking about the U.S. Open, which is another storyline in of itself, the fact that Everybody seemed to go low at Pebble Beach, comparatively speaking, right? I mean, usually you see 
two over, one over, even two under as the winning score at the U.S. Open. Obviously, in 2010 at Pebble Beach, nobody was under par. And a lot of people were under par at this edition of the U.S. Open on Monterey Peninsula. So I'm just not sure if we should be expecting Tiger Woods to contend at PGAs and U.S. Opens going forward. But I always will think, at least until he turns 60 years old, that he will be right there in the mix at many Masters tournaments to come. And same can be said for the Open Championship. Now, why is that? Well, of course, I'll talk about that more as we get closer to the Open Championship. But simply put, irons off the tee, long approach shots, hitting that low ball flight, that stinger off the tee, and a really good history in terms of performing well at Lynx golf courses in this new era of Tiger. He loves those long approach shots. I talked about how I was concerned with Tiger's wedge game entering Pebble Beach, and sure enough, his distance control was not very good. But if you look at the stats, Tiger Woods on approach shots from 150 out are really darn good. So that's why I really lean towards the Open Championship as something that Tiger Woods can really hang his hat on going forward. So simply put, stuck in neutral all week, couldn't convert enough on the front nine, and when that happens and the rest of the field is doing really well on that front nine, at least the contenders, you're going to fall behind. But I do really like to zone in on a final round for a golfer, even when they finish, say, outside the top 15. How did they do? How did they finish? What kind of momentum are they creating here? And going six under in your final 12 holes tells me that Tiger Woods is leaving the Monterey Peninsula with some good feelings, good vibes, maybe not the most positive vibes out there, but good enough, especially when you looked at the early part of that final round where Tiger Woods seemed like in a really dire situation. So in terms of his game at Pebble Beach, here are the rankings. He was tied for 25th in strokes gained off the tee, which is honestly pretty solid. If he can keep that number for the Open Championship, he'll be in good shape. The approach game, pretty solid, 14th in the field. Short game and putting were the problems. Short game, he was 59th in the field, and I talked about this last week. You really had to have your wedge game and your scrambling going well at Pebble Beach because the greens were just so small, and even the best iron players in the world were going to miss them. The putting, he was 32nd in the field. So, in summary, good iron game, drove the ball well enough, but short game did not work out, and the putting went a little cold. Hot and cold, though. Like, towards the end of that final round, it went hot, but... At the beginning of the final round, it was ice cold. So, look, that'll happen with putting. It's probably one of the more volatile stats in the game of golf, so you never know what you're going to get week to week. And I'm not too concerned about the flat stick, but the short game, keep an eye on that going forward, especially his approach shots within 125 yards of the green. So, using these stats here, 
looking ahead to the Open Championship, it's going to be a whole different ball game, okay? Because Royal Portrush is not Pebble Beach. <laughs> That's safe to say. And you're going to have a lot more irons off the tee, like I said, which means longer approach shots, which means falling in line with Tiger's strength as we stand right now at 43 years old. And you guys have heard me say this. Tiger Woods will win the Open Championship at Portrush. I talked about it during phone interviews ahead of the PGA Championship when I said, no, guys, he's not going to get the Grand Slam this year, even though mathematically it could happen. I have Tiger Woods winning two majors this year. One of them, of course, the Masters. The other one will be the Open Championship. Go ahead, back into the archives, folks, and you can tune in for that. So I'm going to stick by that prediction there in terms of Tiger Woods at Royal Port Rush. But the likes of Ricky Fowler, Justin Thomas, Dustin Johnson, Brooks Kepka, of course, will very much be in the mix as well. All right, so in terms of Tiger's schedule, it could get a little quiet for the next few weeks. It does not sound like we will see him very soon. Now, he was asked about this after his final round at Pebble, and he basically said, yeah, I'll play at home. And everybody laughed, but I think Tiger Woods was pretty serious. I talked about it on the podcast a few episodes ago about what Tiger Woods will do between the U.S. Open and the British Open, and it was really a huge fat guess because... The Travelers Championship, there's no way he was going to play in that. Maybe the Rocket Mortgage Classic in Detroit, but sounds like that's not going to happen. The 3M Open in Minnesota, another new tournament, that ain't going to happen. And please, the John Deere Classic, that most definitely is not going to happen. So all of those tournaments are off the table, which means Tiger Woods will spend some more time with his family and practice around and do his thing ahead of the Open Championship, probably because it's going to be a very brutal stretch, you would think, for Tiger Woods from the Open Championship onto the FedEx Cup playoffs. Now, why do I say that? Well, you have the Open, of course, at Port Rush. Then the week after, it's the WGC FedEx St. Jude Invitational, which Tiger Woods, you would think, might play. Although, when I tried projecting Tiger's schedule a few months ago, I said he will probably skip this tournament, but we shall see. This tournament, by the way, is not at Firestone, a golf course that Tiger Woods obviously has dominated multiple times. Then the FedEx Cup playoffs come to town. You have the Northern Trust Open, the BMW Championship, and then the Tour Championship at East Lake in Atlanta. Now, I projected that Tiger Woods would probably skip the Northern Trust because he really doesn't need to go to it. He's high enough in the FedEx Cup rankings, and he could be higher as we get to that point. So he will probably play the BMW at Medina and then go ahead and defend his title at the Tour Championship. So needless to say, when you see Tiger Woods on the golf course, definitely appreciate it because his schedule is very condensed now, and rightfully so. He has a girlfriend. He's doing the course designing business. He has kids, a family, things to do in that regard. So I understand why Tiger Woods wants to take some time off here. 
going forward in Tiger's career, we should not be expecting any surprise entries into random tournaments on the PGA Tour schedule. Even when Tiger Woods was at his peak, he had his set schedule, usually at the beginning of the year, in his head at least, he would not make the big grand announcement or anything like that, and then just go ahead and execute that schedule. It seems as though the schedule for Tiger Woods now, at this age, is much thinner. And so that's why we kind of have to sit back and be like, all right, well, we'll take what we can get from Tiger Woods. We know this. He puts a big emphasis on all of the major championships. So I would not be shocked to see some content out there on social media a week ahead of the Open Championship as Tiger Woods has never played Portrush before. He talked about this, too, where he wants to get out there early and see what the course is like. All right, so yeah, I'm going out on a limb saying that he will win this tournament even though he has never played this golf course. But you have to go back to the 1950s for the last time Portrush actually hosted the Open Championship anyway. So it's going to be new territory for a lot of golfers that week. All right, folks, even though Tiger Woods will not be playing for the next month or so, we think, new episodes of the Tiger Woods podcast will still come out right here on the Believe Podcast Network. Guests are coming through the pipeline, folks. Can't wait to have Bridget Whalen back on and many others as we go forward here with Tiger Nation on the only podcast dedicated to the GOAT of the PGA Tour. So keep it right here. And by the way, be sure to leave a review on this program as well. We certainly appreciate your feedback. Cam Rogers here, signing off for the Tiger Woods Podcast. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.